Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Continuing in the laws of Shabbos, chapter 30, the closing chapter. Aleph 1, Arbod, Warim Nemru B'Shabbos. There are four dimensions to the observance of Shabbos. Shnayim Minatera, two are biblical, or Shnayim Edibre Seifim, two are rabbinic. Behain Befeidosh, Shnayim and they are spelled out by the prophets. Shabbat Torah, the two dimensions which are biblical, are Zohar, to remember Shabbos. And we learned, how do you remember Shabbos? We learned about Kiddush. That's how you verbally remember Shabbos. And Shomor, you keep or observe the Shabbos, and you do that through the observance of the 39 forbidden labors. Vishen Espar, Shual the two dimensions of Shabbos, explained and elaborated upon by the prophets, are Kovo, to honor Shabbos, Ve'oneg, and to derive pleasure from Shabbos. As it says, Vikarosa la Shabbos Oneg, you shall call the Shabbos a delight, Vilikdesh Hashem Mechubod, and sanctified to God and honored. Bezezehu Kovid, so what is the honor referring to Shabbos? Zel Chachamim, this is what our sages have said. And those were different times, of course. Shemitzvah al ha'odam. It's incumbent upon a person. Lirchets to wash. Ponov yodav raglov. His face, his hands, and his feet. Bechamin in hot water. Be'er of Shabbos prior to Shabbos. Mipnei kovei Shabbos because of the honor of Shabbos. And these days, of course, when it's not difficult, when people have showers, uh, we wash our entire body with hot water in the honor of Shabbos. A person wraps themselves in tzitzis, or in his best. And he sits with proper respect and dignity. Awaiting lehakabolas or lehak bolas, pnei ha-Shabbos, to receive the countenance of Shabbos, kmei shuhu yeitzei lekras ha-melech, as one goes forth to greet the king. And in the Zohar, Kabolach, Sidus, Shabbos is referred to as the queen, lechadodi likras kalo, Shabbos malkisa, the Rambam refers to Shabbos as the king, King and queen are one of the same, of course, royalty. The early sages, in Talmidim, would gather their disciples on the eve of Shabbos, and they would enwrap themselves in their talis, and they would say, Come, let us go forth towards the king, Shabbos. Gimel, O Mikveid HaShabbos, What's the honor of Shabbos? How do we honor Shabbos? Among the ways of honoring Shabbos, that he should put on a clean garb. Back then, they didn't have too many garbs. So to have a clean garb for Shabbos. The garb of Shabbos should be different, more special than the weekday garb. 
If he doesn't have anything to change into, he just has one garb. Then he should allow his robe to hang low. At least he's wearing a longer garb, so he's dressed in a more respectable, unique way as the VIPs used to dress. I would imagine that possibly... From here we have the custom where many people, including Hasidim, wear a long coat on Shabbos, the long black coat, which, which is how the elite would dress in Eastern Europe. So that's the longer garb that he refers to here, which we call a sirtuk or a kapota. But in any event, it should be a more festive garb. The Ezra Tikin, Ezra ordained, Sheyehu Ha'om, Mechapsin Bachamishi. That Thursday should be laundry day. Once again, we're referring to a time when people didn't have a walk in closet full of garments. They had one and a half garments. So Thursday becomes laundry day, Mipnei Kveida Shabbos, in order to give honor to the Shabbos. Why Thursday? Why not Friday? Because if Friday becomes laundry day, that's all the guy does on Friday is he does laundry. One of my childhood stories they tell is that these two very poor shtetl Jews are standing at the river and washing their one shirt. And, and, and the guy says, you know, there are actually some people who have two shirts. He says, you know, there are some people who change their shirt every day. He says, you know, some people could change their shirt twice a day. He says, you know what I heard? I heard that Rothschild, he's all day just changing his shirt. New shirt, new shirt, new shirt, new That's their vision of wealth, is to be able to change your shirt all day. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. Dalid Osur Ligbeya In conjunction with honoring Shabbos, it is forbidden to set a meal, to plan a meal, or a wine fest, of Shabbos on Friday. Mitnei kveda Shabbos, because of the honor of Shabbos. However, we can't eat or drink until it starts to get dark, but one should not set the meal. It's out of respect for Shabbos. A person should not eat a meal once mincha time comes and onward, in order that he should enter into Shabbos uh, with a good appetite. And what we talk about uh, mincha time is as we get closer to the Shabbos time, and in general on Friday afternoon, people try and eat lightly so they have a good appetite for Shabbos. Hey, Mesader Odom Shulchanei Be'erev Shabbos. A person should set his table on Friday. Even though the minimum amount that a person needs to eat is a kazayas, the size of an olive of food. Nevertheless, a person should set a beautiful table. Along the same lines, a person should set a beautiful table Saturday night for what's called Melaba Malka to escort the queen. We say goodbye to Shabbos through a Saturday night meal. Even though, according to halacha, he only needs to have a minimum of an olive's worth of food. 
but this formal setting is to give honor to the Shabbos as it enters and as it departs. And he has to prepare his house during the day, honoring the Shabbos. There should be a candle lit, the table set to eat. Lecho umito mutsas. The bed should be bed made with a bedspread. Shekol elu lechveit Shabbos. All of this setting, the environmental niceties, the ambiance, all honor the Shabbos. We talked about mid afternoon, so he brings down here that let's say there's an average day. What is halacha called an average day? which begins 6 a.m. and ends 6 p.m. It's always easy to calculate on a 12-hour day. So once you get past the nine hours of the day, nine out of 12, which is 3 p.m., then one should not have food in any large measure, and one should begin to develop one's appetite for Shabbos. Vov Even a VIP... A very important person who has employees, he has a house staff, and he's not the guy who goes shopping in his house. He has people who get paid to go shopping. He doesn't do cleaning or cooking. He has a cleaning person, he has a cook. But still it's Shabbos. He's obligated to engage in tasks, which are for the use of Shabbos, to help prepare Shabbos, big gufo, physically. Shezehu this is how a VIP is honored by himself, investing effort to prepare for Shabbos. Chachamam the early sages, mayhem there were of them, mi shahoyam where they would chop the wood in order to cook, or prepare the wood, or mayhem mi some people used to cook, or salt the meat, or prepare the wicks for the candles, or to light the candles. Some of them would go out and buy items which are for Shabbos, food and drink. Even though he doesn't regularly go shopping, he went out to get the sushi. The more, the merrier. Seven, what is delight? This is what our sages said. Where we need to prepare a more sumptuous dish, something more delicious, and a more flavored beverage. Shabbos, so that if all the time you eat plain food, Shabbos, you eat fancy food, delicious food. Better beverage. How much does a person have to spend? Depends on what his budget is. Depends on how much money he earns. Anybody who increases the money he expends for Shabbos. Anybody who prepares a lot of dishes... In, in the traditional cultures, it was said that Friday night you have to have three kinds of fish. Not one kind of fish, three kinds of fish. Three kinds of kugels in a different cultures. What's wrong with one kind of fish? 
Because you're honoring the Shabbos with these choices. It's praiseworthy. But if you can't afford, even though, or, or Shelek, even though he just makes a uh, pot <coughs> of stew, honoring the Shabbos, what's a pot of stew? Anything goes into stew. It's also his way of delighting the Shabbos according to his budget. A person doesn't have to financially stress himself. Or to borrow money from others. To increase the portions, the, the venue, the, 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 the uh, food on Shabbos. The courses. Our earlier sages would quote the verse, and they would say, Asei Shabbat Chachol. I'm sorry, our earlier sages would make the statement, it's not a verse, it's a teaching of our sages, make your Shabbos like the weekday, and don't take charity. One should not accept charity to make a fancier Shabbos. Someone who was indulgent and wealthy, and every day is Shabbos, but I call Yom of Keshavas. He has three kinds of fish every day. He has three types of kugel every day. He has meat every day. The menu on Shabbos must be different than the weekday menu. If he can't change the menu, at the very least, change the time. Make it a more respectable time. Devote more time. If he always ate early, should eat later. If he always ate later, should eat earlier. Shabbos has to feel different. It's best a person, it's incumbent upon a person to have three set meals on Shabbos. One Friday night. One Shabbos morning after the prayers, which is what we call Shabbos lunch. And one in the afternoon, which we call Shalosh Sudas, Shalosh Udas, or as Alfredo says, Chalachudas. A person should be very meticulously observant in participating in these three meals. He should not have less than three meals. Even a poor man, Amisparnas, who is supported by charity, Sayyid Sholish Sudas has to have a repast has to indulge in three meals. What if somebody was sick because he overate? Or in general, he was one who constantly fasted, so eating was tough for him. He doesn't have to have all three. All three have to be associated, set with, along with wine. We have to make the hamotzi on two breads. And similarly speaking, we do on Yom Tevim on holidays, we also have a meal with wine and with bread. Now, there is a whole lot of discussion about the third meal of Shabbos. And there are different opinions. There is a very commonly accepted opinion that says that 
The third meal, one can participate with fruit or just other food, and one does not have to have challah. Others even say that one could fulfill one's obligation of the third meal just with Torah study. So there is leniency on the third meal, even though many people necessarily will wash and say, Amoti, for the third meal, it depends on the particular custom and tradition that one follows, but the two meals, certainly, one must make the Kiddush, and have the two chalas, and have a full Shabbos meal, and better, a third meal as well. Okay. Yud ten achilas basar siyas yayin b'shabbos e'negulei Eating meat and drinking wine on Shabbos is a form of pleasure for a person. Even people who don't eat meat and drink wine all week should eat meat and drink wine on Shabbos. V'hushay seyodam asegis, provided he can afford it. One should not. The guy says, if it's a mitzvah for me to have meat and wine, I don't have time to go to shul. I'm going to have a party all day in my house. It's forbidden to have this meal take place during synagogue time, during study time. When the, when the community is in synagogue praying, when the community is in synagogue studying, that's where everybody belongs. So you say, you know, it's not the time for meals. The time for meals is between prayer and study. The earlier righteous ones would customarily They would pray the shachris and the, the morning and additional prayer in shul. The would come home. and would have the second meal because the first meal they had the night before. Then they'll go back to the synagogue and they'll read. And study. Ad ha-mincha, until mincha, v'yispal mincha, da'prei mincha, which is traditionally why in synagogues throughout we have a pre-mincha Torah class on Shabbos, as we do in our synagogue here, when possible, unless it's the very short winter days. V'yachakach yigba sudashlishis, then we should set a third meal al hayayin, which is what we call shalashudas. V'yeichal v'yishtan masa Shabbos, and eats and drinks until Shabbos is over, and Fartik finished. Eleven. Osur loy laodom shiyahalech ba'arvi shabosas yesem isholish parsois mitchilas ayem. You always talk to people who got into trouble. They were traveling on Friday, and their car, plane, planes, trains, and automobiles something runs late, and they get into trouble. A person should not journey on Erev Shabbos more than a distance of three parsot from the beginning of the day. And that is even Friday morning. In order to get to his house when there's still a lot of time. Why is it important to get to his house when there's still a lot of time? Because believe it or not, they didn't have texting back then. They didn't even have cell phones. They didn't even have land phones. So therefore, how is a, per, a man's wife going to know if he's coming home or not, to cook for him or not? He's going to walk in two minutes before Shabbos. He's going to say, honey, I'm home. There's no food. Therefore, Kadesh Yagil Abese said that he come home in a timely way. There's a lot of time. He prepares meal for Shabbos. Because his family don't know, doesn't know, does, do not know that he's coming home. Bring me that chumash. 
How much more so if his custom when he arrived in this destination that he eats in other people's houses, he's going to come to his usual place where he takes advantage of their hospitality, but they will not know that he's coming. He'll embarrass them. Because they did not prepare something which is fit for a guest. We learned uh, just now, in the beginning of uh, 11, it is forbidden for a person to travel more than three parsaot, parsas. So I'm just looking here in the Kahot Chumash. A parsa is 2.39 miles. 2.39 miles. So, three of those. And those were the times when people walked. Or they went horse and buggy. Okay. Next, 12. It is forbidden to fast on Shabbos. Or to cry out to God on Shabbos, to offer supplication, or to beg for mercy on Shabbos, which is why you may notice that even the verbiage for the Mishaberach prayer is a shorter one on Shabbos. In the weekday, we say, to strengthen him, to heal him, we give God a whole menu. But on Shabbos, we just say, it would be nice if he feels better. Because we don't want to specify details. Even when the community is set by real tzuras, with a capital T, troubles like yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Which ordinarily the community fasts and sounds trumpets as we learn. We shouldn't fast and we shouldn't sound trumpets on Shabbos. More major festivals. The exception to that is when we may and should when a city is being besieged by an enemy of idolaters or a river is coming towards the city, a sfina, hamataref is by or a ship sinking at sea. Those are urgent situations. Where you sound the trumpets to summon help, you do whatever you have to. You pray, you do everything on Shabbos. Yud one should not lay siege to a city in order to expand the boundaries of Israel. I believe this means an, an offensive war less than three days before Shabbos. So if you're going to start a war, start it before Wednesday. In order that people should become accustomed to a wartime situation. They shouldn't be agitated, preoccupied, submished on Shabbos. Along the same lines, when one goes on a boat trip, one should not get on the boat less than three days before Shabbos, because people get seasick, and they'll have a very seasick Shabbos. If you're traveling by boat, you're allowed to be on the boat Shabbos. You're just not allowed to go on or off the boat on Shabbos. But here we're talking about comfort. You should go on the boat and be there on the boat long enough before Shabbos where all the seasickness is behind you. You shouldn't be an upsetting Shabbos. 
But as we learned earlier, Dvar Mitzvah for an urgent situation. Mafzik Bayom, I feel a better shop as he can leave even on Friday. Or Pesikim Elishbeis, he makes a condition with the captain that he's going to stop over Shabbos. Veina Shabbos, even if he knows he's not going to. But from Tyre to Sidon, which are two cities in Lebanon, which are very close to another to each other, at least to go by boat, you're allowed to do that even on Friday. Because that's just a short ferry ride. But a place where it's customary, the local custom is we don't travel on, on, on Friday, we should not at all embark on a boat trip. 14. Tashmish Hamito, intimacy, Me'enik Shabbos, who is one of the delights of Shabbos. Lefikal, therefore, Enes Tamide Chachamim Habriim, the healthy scholars, people who are not challenged health-wise, Misham Shemilele Shabbos, Milele Shabbos. Their set period of intimacy, whenever possible, was Friday night to Friday night. So that is an especially appropriate, propitious time for intimacy. What if someone is a newlywed? May one engage in intimacy when his wife is a virgin? Because breaking the hymen involves causing a wound, causing blood bringing pain, none of these violate the Shabbos. This is not a regular wound, it's more of a joyous experience, it is permissible, it's an exception to the rule. Tesvav Shabbos, observance of Shabbos, the transgression of idolatry, both are each equal in weight, to all the other mitzvahs in Torah, which means if you would take all the 612 mitzvahs and put them on one side of the scale and Shabbos on the other, or take all the 612 mitzvahs on one side and put idolatry on the other, they both weigh equally to all the 612 mitzvahs in their own way, which means Shabbos is a biggie. The Sabbath is a covenant sign between the Holy One, blessed be He, and us eternally. So Shabbos is not just a mitzvah. See, it's a little bit confusing because we talk about three mitzvahs which a person should rather sacrifice his life for than violate, and none of those three mitzvahs are Shabbos. They are immorality, idolatry, and murder. Shabbos is a big one as well, although it's not one of those three mitzvahs. Therefore, anybody who intentionally and wantonly violates any mitzvah is not a good guy. He's a Rosha. He's not observant. But somebody intentionally and wantonly publicly desecrates the Shabbos, he says, I don't care. Then he might as well be an idolater. And Halacha considers this guy an idolater. And we're talking about somebody who wantonly and intentionally violates because he doesn't care. We're not talking about somebody who doesn't know. Therefore, the prophet praises and says, This is part of the 
tunes that are sung on Shabbos based on the verse, happy is the man who does the following and the mortal who holds fast to it, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it. Anybody who observes the Shabbos according to its law, and honors it, and delights in it, as much as possible, the prophets in halacha, the prophets are referred to with the word Kabbalah. Schore, his reward, Bolam Hazen. This world, Yosser, even more so, Allah Sachar, on the reward, Hatsofen, which is put away, Lalam above for the world to come. Shenamar Ostisanigal Hashem. As the verse says, you will then delight on Hashem. Behir Kafticha, Alboma Seyores, I will cause you to ride on the high places of earth. Vachalticha, Nachalas Yaakovicha, and I will nourish you with the heritage of Jacob, your ancestor. Kipi Hashem Diber, because. Thus has the mouth of God spoken, and we have now, Baruch Hashem, completed all 30 chapters of the laws of Shabbos.